0: January 28, 1977, the start of the blizzard of 77. Oh boy, I remember this one, Snow Day. It was awesome, again, for kids like me who got days from school to build snow forts, castles, play King of the Hill and have snowball wars. You know, all the fun stuff kids used to have that they're not allowed to do today. <laughs> I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. Ooh, hey, remember kids that today's episode has a podcast video short to go with it, so you can watch it on television on the Weather Network, and you can also see it online anytime you want to on our website. Just go forward slash weather History and look for it there. Right, the blizzard of 1977 hit western New York as well as southern Ontario, and it kept up right through February 1st after starting on January 28th, this day in weather history. This was just as much a Canada story as it was a U.S. story, but the worst of it definitely hit western New York. Through the four days of this, inclusive, there were daily peak wind gusts ranging from 74 to 111 kilometers per hour, as per the National Weather Service in Buffalo. Pretty impressive, no? Well, how about this? Snowfall totals were as high as gulp 254 centimeters in some of the worst hit areas so now take that mountain of snow and pair it with those powerful winds and you had drifts blowing up 30 to 40 feet high that's 9 to 12 meters get ready because we have to figure out right now what happened First of all, the story of the blizzard of 77 actually began early in the winter of 76 into 77. It had already been an unusually harsh winter even before we got anywhere close to the blizzard condition. The average temperature for both November and December was around six degrees below seasonal, but then in January, that went pear-shaped when it bottomed out at a consistent 10 degrees below seasonal. Because of the prolonged cold, Lake Erie was already completely frozen over by December 14th of 76, And that in itself was a record for that time for how early it was achieved. Now, this normally would put an end to the lake effect snowstorms, but that winter had something else up its sleeve. As is the case in epic weather events like this, there actually is more than just one system. It's called One Storm, but features several systems. This is exactly what happened in the Toronto Snow and Montreal Ice Storms of 1999. In 1977, there were two weather systems at play and both stalled out over their respective areas. There was an area of high pressure that was to the west and a trough holding sway in the east. And with that low that hung over the east, it dragged in the cold. It began to snow just after Christmas of 76 and continued with steady accumulation almost every day through the transition into and through January of 77. A truly ominous sign was that there was a snow depth on the 10,000 square miles of Lake Erie that by this time had measured almost three feet deep. This would only add to the cold. You have this great lake that is now all covered in feet of snow with a prevailing wind that was about to set up and blow hard for days and then it happened. January 27th. A low pressure system swept across Lake Erie as it hooked north and moved to James Bay, the center of the low. It then stalled just east of James Bay so it would sit and spin, drawing in all of that far northern Ontario Arctic air, pooling it south. The storm then actually moved back west over James Bay before finally going east into the Canadian Maritimes, and here we go. Friday, January 28, 1977, this day in weather history. This fateful day actually started out quite pleasant, actually. There was a light to moderate wind, and it wasn't too cold yet for late January, but that's just how the day started. Suddenly, just before noon, the infamous blizzard of 77 developed and walloped everything in a flash. First, the temperature suddenly plummeted to near zero, and the winds arrived with gusts peaking at over 112 kilometers per hour. As a result of this, visibility remained at zero for the first 25 hours of this storm. For a full day, Drivers found it impossible to move. Those who got caught in the melee found themselves buried and many surrounded by the whiteout were forced to stay in their cars for long periods of time. In addition to the road chaos, thousands more were stranded in office buildings, schools, police stations, fire halls, and factories. Now, back to the fact that Lake Erie was covered in all of that snow. I said it acted like an extra powerful air conditioner. This strong, sustained wind with even harsher gusts produced a windshield that dropped off the chart to an agonizing 60 below. It was brutal and caused misery to the population of that especially hard-hit western New York. When the sun finally came out for good on February 1st, its icy, cold light revealed a scene of indescribable destruction in the Buffalo area and over the seven western counties. It was still so immovable, the city, as well as most other communities, kept the traffic ban in place for several days afterward. There were sadly 23 total storm-related deaths in western New York, with an additional five in northern New York, from the blizzard of 1977 that started this day in weather history. Tomorrow is January 29th, and we're going all the way back even further to the year 1921 for what was called the Great Olympic Blowdown. That's right, we're going to the Pacific Northwest for a wind event that brought the timber industry to its knees. It was one of the most powerful wind events of all time for this area around the Puget Sound, and it's all I'm talking about tomorrow on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May.